Well, pleased to be here with Mr. David Gibson, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. I met this young man at an event sponsored by the Ross Movement. It was a, a Black History Wellness Festival over at Martin University. So first of all, welcome, David, to Conversations in Focus. Great to be here. Mr. Hudson, it's been a pleasure, it's been an honor, and I consider it a, pr a privilege just to be here and speaking with you to inspire the community. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And inspiration is a certainly the appropriate word for what David is doing in our community. And he is leading an organization called Elevation is a Must. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. At elevationisamust.com. And you'll see in our conversation, David has a unique gift in inspiring and encouraging all people, not just young folk, all people. And you'll learn more about this, this brother here during our conversation. First of all, David, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Looking at your website and your Facebook page, you offer a lot of encouragement, yeah. I see, on that page. Uh, what's your motivation for just focusing so strongly on the area of encouragement and inspiration? Well, my main focus is to help individuals think. Um, I know at the event that I spoke about, one thing that I really stressed at that event was many people don't think. It's their fears that are thinking. It's their doubts, their insecurities, their past. And when you're not doing your thinking, many cases, you're not going to be led to where you ultimately want to be in life. Mm -hmm. So essentially what I want to do is help individuals gain the proper perspective to gain an understanding of what's really only inside of them, their true potential, uh, what they're capable of accomplishing and achieving in their life, and essentially come alive. You know, I think it was Drake that once said, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Mm. And essentially, my job and my mission has been to help individuals come alive, to do what they love, to pursue their passions, to live out their dreams and achieve the ultimate goals that they have in their life. And what drives me is knowing that I haven't given my best yet, knowing that if I can give my best, I can inspire at least one person to do the same. And if they can get their best and become their best, they can make that inspiration contagious. And just imagine a world where all of us are operating in our element and functioning at our best. Imagine the ideas that could be generated, the, the change that could be completed, and the transformations that could take place from us pursuing our gifts, our talents, and our dreams. Just imagine the difference that this world can actually experience from us just stepping into our best. And that's what keeps me driven and keeps me motivated. Wow. That's I feel the same way. You said yeah. it much better than I could say it. <laughs> but I'm sure that maximizing your gifts and abilities put you in position to help other people yeah. and be blessed yourself. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. David, on the website, on your bio, I saw these words. I love sports. Mm -hmm. I love my family. And I was inspired by many things, but I didn't really see anything special about myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that I had anything of value to offer to others. Right. Now, what happened? between the person who felt that way and the person we see now? I like to say in many ways I went from being depressed to being determined. Mm -hmm. I went through a stage in my life where I felt extremely insecure. Um, I felt insignificant. I felt inadequate. I felt as if I wasn't enough. Um, I struggled to find the love that I had for myself. I didn't feel as if I was worth anything. And, of course, with that type of mindset, you can't function at your best, as we were talking about earlier. I tell many people that you're only going to rise to the level of success that your self-esteem can absorb. So, therefore, if you want to achieve great things, then you have to believe in who you are and what you can produce. And 
really I was in a stage in my life where I had to dive into finding and identifying what makes me me. Part of that process was I had to draw closer to God and, and develop a relationship with him. And as I began to open up scripture, I found out more about myself. I found out who I really am. I found out the lies that were running rampant within my mind, and I connected with the real me. And when you connect with the real you and tap into your true potential, that's when you can evolve into the greater version of who you truly are. And to answer your question, essentially, you know, it was a process of me just confronting these thoughts and these fears and these insecurities head on and experiencing, you know, these internal conflicts and overcoming those struggles on a continuous basis. Even to this day, you know, all of us are dealing with limited belief systems and programmed and conditioned fears that we have to peel away to tap into our greater potential. But that was the, the, the beginning of that process that that initiated my focus on let me grow, let me improve. And a part of that process is other people are inspired along the way. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's good. Now, you were a boxer, I saw. On yes, sir. Website. Yes, sir. So how did the sweet science, as it's often <laughs> called, <laughs> yeah. help you develop as a person? Well, you know, revisiting that last conversation, boxing was something that I stepped into during that season of when I was challenged with my belief system. I was challenged with my love for myself. I was challenged with insecurities. And boxing really helped instill confidence. It really helped instill work ethic. It really helped instill, you know, preparing for a fight, so to speak. And what many people don't realize is that life is a fight. You know, everybody is fighting something. Everybody is facing something on a continuous basis. And I often use a lot of the lessons that I learned from boxing in my speeches and my presentations uh, and, and a lot of things that I'm doing online when I'm encouraging and inspiring other individuals. Uh, but what we have to realize is that what you fear but never face is going to control you. What you're afraid of and never confront is going to manipulate you. So if you're serious about moving your life forward, then you have to develop some level of fight within you. And all of us have that fight within us. We just have to make the decision that, you know what, I refuse to allow this situation, this circumstance, or whatever it is that I'm going through to dictate and control my life. So therefore, you got to get your hands dirty. <laughs> you know, it's just like any other fight. You know, just, just picture Muhammad Ali stepping into the ring with Joe Frazier. Picture Mike Tyson stepping into the ring with Evander Holyfield. You got to have that type of fight that you're willing to go to war for what it is that you want. And as you continue to fight, you have to understand sometimes you may get hit hard. Sometimes you may get knocked down. Life may hit you with a blow that sucks the wind out of you and buckles your knees and allows you to hit the canvas face first. And at that point in time, you have to make a decision. What will I do at this point in time? Will I stay down here and remain where I am and settle in life? Or will I make the decision that I'm going to bounce forward, I'm going to stand back up, and I'm going to keep fighting? Because we all know at the end of the day, it's not about how many times you get knocked down, but what's more important is how many times you get back up. And if you continue to get back up, eventually you'll get to where you want to be in life. Yes, yes. Listen, now, that's, that's more than happy talk. <laughs> this, is, this is wisdom for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a young man, he learned this. Yeah. Uh, this lesson. Let me ask you this also with respect to how people impact us. We know people do good and bad things, mm -hmm. but how have people impacted you and helped you to stand? Um, examples, um, accountability, demonstrating the pathway to take. Uh, there's so many individuals 
that have helped me become the man that I am now. You know, my father, uh, my trainer, uh, individuals that have supported me in the entrepreneurial space. That's why I, f- I feel that it's very important that you surround yourself with people that pour into you, with individuals that can lead you down the right path. You become your conversations at the end of the day. Uh, so really, the people that you're connecting with are going to be so very vital and critical to the success that you experience and the type of life that you live. Uh, so really, I mean, individuals that have truly poured into me, I am forever grateful for the insight and the wisdom that they've given me. You know, like I mentioned earlier, my father, my trainer, uh, my grandmother, my mother, uh, other individuals that have actually been placed in my life. And sometimes, you know, at a young age, you don't necessarily understand everybody that's around you. Uh, You may not see eye to eye with everybody that you interact with, but everything and everybody is there for a reason. You know, every experience, every encounter, every conversation is purposeful. And what we have to do is we have to be mature enough to be able to say, let me pull away some takeaways from these experiences. Let me gain some knowledge from this person. Let me open up my mind to some wisdom from somebody that's been there and done that. Because wisdom, of course, is memory of truth. It's really those lessons that have been learned. And you should be mindful and have an open mind when somebody's pouring game into you. They're pouring wisdom into you because they're telling you something that they lived. Uh, So I, I believe one part of me was very open to that. Uh, And I credit, you know, a lot of the wisdom that I have to those that poured it into me. Uh, So to answer your question, man, I'm forever grateful for those individuals that have poured life into me and knowledge and wisdom, and it's helped me become the man that I am now. Outstanding. It's interesting, I'm talking to a former boxer. Yeah. And if you follow my podcast, you know that I've spoken of a gentleman, uh, a high school teacher, my most impactful teacher in my life, um, and a man who... Uh, who was a Golden Gloves boxer. Okay. Now, he was a, a Caucasian brother mm-hmm. teaching in an urban school, and he wore these horn rim, horn rim glasses. He wore the same suit every day. It seemed like the same suit every day. Okay. English teacher. And, uh, and the story quickly is I sat in the back of the room with books stacked up, put my head down, hiding, not working. Right. Wrote a paper, and he saw my writing ability. Moved me from the back row to the front row. Okay. To in front of him, okay? Mr. Robert Urbane was his name. And I didn't know he was a boxer then. He had a very, very steely demeanor. Yeah. He was fit like a boxer, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was never afraid of us. Because in the hood, our, our game is make teachers afraid. This guy was <laughs> never afraid of us. <laughs> I never understood why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can handle himself if necessary. Uh-huh. The point is... The discipline he gained as a boxer obviously helped him yeah. to be both fearless and competent and a hard worker. Right. And to work with me, to help me become a writer, and I've, I've written many books. I write blogs every week. Mm-hmm. And that man right there, Mr. Urbane, uh, helped me become who I am today. So to your point. Awesome. Yeah, these trainers, these teachers, educators, folk who actually care about us and do something about what they care about yeah. makes all the difference. So. Absolutely. Right. You know, it's, it's a part of us that we want to be comfortable with where we are. Yeah. So anything that challenges our comfort zone, we try to reject. Yes. You know, so particularly as it relates to young people and teenagers and young adults, in many cases, it's not that they don't like 
the other person that's really trying to assist them. Mm-hmm. It's more so that they're afraid to change. Yes. You know, they're, yes. they're comfortable where yeah. they are, so they reject it. And that's yeah. just our human nature. Mm-hmm. And you have to reach a point in your mindset where you develop this level of vision or desire for something greater that you actually develop the willingness to change. That's yeah. what it really yes. you know, boils down to. Yes. You know, when we have the willingness to change, that's when we can transform our life. Yes, sir. Let's get about Ross movement now. We, yeah. we met... Uh, we met briefly at Ross Movement. Yeah. We kind of walked past each other. I didn't mm-hmm. know you were the keynote speaker at the end. However, you know, this is a movement where we find a group of people mm-hmm. who have given their lives to impact and empower and enrich others. So what is the Ross Movement? R-O-S-S is an acronym. Mm-hmm. What is Ross Movement, and why are you involved with Ross Movement, and why is it something you've given some of your time to? Yes, yes. Ross, Ross Movement. Ross is an acronym for Reaching Out, Saving Stars. Again, Reaching Out and Saving Stars. We launched the Ross Movement in 2015. In February of 2015, uh, my late cousin, um, he's Ross Givens, that was his name, he passed away due to a drug overdose. Mm. Um, and the individuals that ran the, the, the event that we both met at mm. um, uh, Stan Givens and Martha Givens, those are my aunt and uncles. Oh, okay. um, so Ross was founded uh, due to tragedy, you know, and essentially what happened after Ross's passing was we just created a space where young people could come and just talk about their problems, you know, just talk about their pain, talk about their frustrations, talk about their grief, uh, and just have ears to listen and hearts to warm other hearts and to encourage one another. And what happened was more people started coming, and it wasn't just young people. These were adults just kind of just discussing things that are going on in their head, you know, challenges that they're experiencing, and just difficult experiences that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And what we find is that in many cases, individuals don't have that outlet to release a lot of the pain that's happening internally. So we developed this particular program, this particular organization. And it all just started off uh, as us just meeting, you know, at different locations, just having conversations about mental health, emotional fitness, understanding what's going on in your head. Uh, And we've since expanded it. And we had our first event uh, a few weeks ago um, over Black History Month. And essentially, this is the only only the beginning where our goal and our mission is to impact communities, um, communities where individuals are challenged in the area of their mindset, uh, their mental health, uh, as well as the psychological barriers that may be hindering them from reaching their full potential, uh, the emotional constraints that may be hindering them from living their best life. We just want to create a space where individuals can come and be human, you know, I think in, in many communities, particularly in the African-American community, we we kind of turn a, sh- uh, a blind eye to mental health yeah. and, and the awareness of it. Yeah, yeah. It's very stigmatized in mm-hmm. so many cases. But we want to create a space where individuals feel comfortable to talk about their pain because everybody is going through yes. something. My grandmother used to say, you're either in a storm, walking out of a storm, or you're stepping right into one. <laughs> yeah. but, but the reality of it is everybody's facing something. Yes. And it's good to have a shoulder to lean on and an ear to listen, to discuss what's really going on in your head. Because sometimes when you're in your own head, you're not thinking logically, you're not thinking rationally, and you need somebody else to help you see things from a different perspective so you can move your life forward. And that's what we've created with the Ross Movement. 
Yes, the Ross Movement is a remarkable uh, group of concerned and loving people and competent people. The event I attended at Martin University was comprised of professionals from different fields, mental health, health in general, uh, veterans uh, issues and so forth. So I want to encourage you to pay attention to Ross Movement. Uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com Ross Movement. Mm -hmm. Or just Google Ross Movement, you'll find it. And connect with what they're doing. It's a young organization, but they already got the right perspective in my view. They're grassroots and they're people-centered not building somebody's kingdom, <laughs> and yeah. they are about serving people. Yeah. And I deeply appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you, David, this next question. Talk about your work um, mm -hmm. through Elevation is a Must. Mm -hmm. Now, I see in your blog you visited Haiti. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, talk about Haiti, that, that trip, the purpose of the trip, and how did it shape you as a, as a person? Well, the purpose of the trip, essentially, we went into Caraco. Uh, Caraco is a city just outside of Port-au-Prince in Haiti. And um, it was all about immersion. Immersion where I'm talking about coming in and connecting with the culture and then identifying how we can utilize our gifts for our organization, our gifts, and being able to support the community, being able to enhance what the community is building, being able to move things forward in the community. And to sum it up in one word, or I guess two words, I would say the experience was life transforming. Mm -hmm life transforming yes. to to go into a third world country uh, I've done work in Nicaragua as well uh, from a mission standpoint but when I stepped into Haiti to see the spirits you know and to literally feel the spirits and the energy that they put off the spirit of determination the spirit of love mm -hmm. uh, the spirit of faith of individuals that from my eyes and my limited perspective in many ways because of my American mindset you know, you think that they're lacking this or they don't have enough of that. Right. But really, when you start connecting with these individuals, these are some of the richest people that you'll ever yes, come encounter sir. with. Yeah. You know, they may not have, you know, things that are financially rich or economically sound, mm -hmm. but their spirits are rich. And really, that begins to have you question what's really important in life. Mm -hmm. You know, is it really about the cars, the houses, the bank account, the status, the fame, the fortune, you know, how many followers you have on social media, how many views you get on YouTube? Is it really all about that? Or is it more about your connection with God, the relationship that you have with your family, you know, how you truly embrace who you are as an individual and the contentment? of understanding that, you know what, I may not have everything that I want, but I have everything that I need. And Haiti taught me so much. It's still to this day teaching me so much, even as we prepare for our next trip there with different things that we're working on uh, for that organization and through that community. You know, it continues to speak to me. That, that, that trip in itself really just helps shape your perspective and mold you into who you're supposed to be. You know yes, what I mean? I do know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I know that. Because uh, in last November, I was in Kenya. Mm. On my sixth trip to Africa. Yeah. And so when you began to talk about Haiti, refer to the spirits of the whole guy. You're going to talk about them evil spirits. <laughs> Thank God you saw the correct spirit. You yeah. Know what I'm well, I mean, there's other spirits <laughs> there, you know, but yeah, there's, but, some, there's but, some great the, spirits that really but vibe. The spirit of the people. Yeah. People, when, when you visit these places, you find out what you've been told about some places is not it's all not that the there truth. is. Yeah. Not even true. <laughs> but the way the people treated us. And my experience there left me with this thought. What is civilization? Right, right, right. Who is civilized? <laughs> it makes you question <laughs> your, your way of living, you know? I mean, we, we think we, we, they're third world in terms of development. Yeah. But in terms of their spirit, their heart, yeah. their civilization, yeah. 
they are first world, mm. in my view. And so my, my, my sense is you went to Haiti, you came back with the same sense, like these folk are greater than we've been told. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, I mean, I had one encounter. We had, oh, we, we drove, and this is about a two-hour drive up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Up the mountain, we finally get there, and we met with some elders at a, at a specific church out there. And they were telling us just different stories of the elders' journey. And there was one individual, um, God, he had to be maybe in his mid-70s, mm-hmm. around that age. And he was describing how he gets to church. He lives where we came from. We drove two hours. Mm-hmm. But he walks to church every single week. Mm-hmm. His journey to church begins on Friday night. Mm-hmm. After he gets done with work, he walks from Friday all the way up until about Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon and stays with another church member. And then on Sunday, they walk another like few more miles going to church every wow. single Sunday. And it's like, really, man, these individuals are committed to what it is that they're doing. They're dedicated and they're so faithful at the work that they're building. And not only that, but when we're having that conversation, uh, I asked one of the individuals, I said, when was the last time you guys had any like violence or murders that were going on around in the community? And all of them stood there and we had interpreters there Mm -hmm. that were interpreting what I was saying. And they stood there and their response was, we can't remember. They couldn't remember the last time somebody had been killed by another individual, another murder that had taken place. Now, if I ask you that question here in Italy, Italy, it's like last (laughs) night. You know what I mean? And you look at, you know, the resources that we feel as if they don't have or, you know, and we we measure them up from, you know, from an economical standpoint. You're like, really, man, the opportunities that are here, why are we why are we killing one another when? They're, they're praying for opportunities. They're begging for opportunities, searching for opportunities, but they get what love truly is. Yeah. You know, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, that's something that they hold true in their heart. It's something that they live and embody with everything that they do. Yeah. So it's, it's really just life-changing when you just step into that type of arena and you take yourself out of what you're used to into something that makes you uncomfortable in many yes. ways, but you get exposed to things that you couldn't even read about. Yes. You know, you just have to be there firsthand. Yes. And I'm sure you brought back some insights and wisdom now you do also coaching yes you've got something called dream catchers yes what is that talk about that dream catchers uh we launched the dream catchers community family quote unquote or movement so to speak uh this was in 2015 uh this was shortly after uh we had founded ross uh but in my business, essentially what I do is I do professional speaking. I speak at colleges, universities, and entrepreneur groups and conferences. But I started doing this live broadcast. And with the live broadcast, it developed a community of individuals. And we developed this mindset where we have coined it around the term dream catchers. And essentially dream catchers, it goes beyond just being a dreamer. Because I'm a firm believer that dreamers just fantasize. They just toss brilliant ideas around in their mind, but they don't act with a sense of urgency. And then dream catchers go a step beyond dream chasers because I'm also a firm believer, Mr. Huston, that if you spend your entire life chasing after your dreams, you're running too slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to pick up the pace. You got to you got to <laughs> yeah. be persistent. You got to yeah. persevere through the challenges yeah. and go get okay. what it is that you want. Yeah. You know, if you have a desire in your heart, make it a demand in your life. So essentially what I did was I created this live stream and then every single morning I would hit live on the broadcast button and then just pour inspiration and a community kind of evolved from that mm-hmm. uh, c- community of all types of people from all around the world. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and we're solely focused on becoming the best version of ourselves. And not only that, but making an impact with our gifts and our talents and the world that we live in. Yeah, that's important. Uh, I often say, ask the question, what is potential? Yeah. Answer is nothing. <laughs> Unless you do Unless something. Unless you use it. Unless yeah, you, you got to use it. Right. <laughs> he got potential. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds good. <laughs> but let's help him get into the actions yeah. it takes to manifest exactly what he has on the inside of him. Yeah. So I see you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, the best that. I can. Yeah. The best mm-hmm. I can to help individuals feel compelled and convicted to go after their goals and their dreams. I'm a firm believer that everybody has a dream. Everybody has a passion. It's up to you, like you mentioned, to take action on the very thing that you desire. You got to execute on this idea that's running around in your mind. Otherwise, it will never grow in your life. It will never become a reality. And before you know it, you'll be living with should've, could've, would've, mm. ex- and experiencing regrets later on down the road. So you only get one shot at this thing that that's we call right. life, so you might as well give it your best. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Talking to David Gibson and the website you want to visit uh, is elevationisamust.com. You see it on your screen there below. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please visit also d1gibson.com as well, d number one Gibson. Mm-hmm. But the main site there is elevation is a must. I like I mean, every time you say that, you have to apply yourself to do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's is. more than just a website. It's more right. than just the name right. of my company. It's a lifestyle. And I say moment by moment and day by day, we have to get better and better in every single way. And that just simply means experience daily gradual growth and constant and never-ending improvement. And that's what elevation is a must mean. Yes, absolutely. I'm asking David to close out this conversation by sharing with my listeners and viewers What's on your mind and what you want to say to them about how to connect with you, how to gain more insight? They've heard a little sample today. I'm sure there's more you have to offer. Yeah. So how can they learn more about what you're doing and what, and, uh, what can you share with them to encourage them? Uh, like mentioned earlier, you can visit my website at www.elevationisamust.com. I have all types of free resources, videos that you can actually subscribe to and get them sent to your email inbox, um, you know, directly from me. You can go to my social media platforms. I'm at D1 Gibson. That includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as Periscope. Again, that is D1 Gibson. But to talk about what I want to leave with you, if I could plant a seed into the minds of the listeners and the viewers, I would say this, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself even when others don't believe in you. Believe in yourself even at times when you doubt yourself. Keep believing in yourself because you can have anything that you want in life if and only if you lose the belief that you can't have it. And I believe that is the struggle for so many individuals. In many cases, they believe they're not good enough. They believe they don't deserve it. They believe that they're unworthy. And because they believe that they're incapable of succeeding, they don't accomplish their goals and their dreams. But let today be the day that you make the executive decision that you are going to believe in the power of you. And believing in the power of you means you're going to apply the best you. You're going to push yourself to new levels and you will continue to persist until you succeed. Whatever you want. And those that may be watching, you have a goal, you have a dream, you have some type of ambition that's just fueling you on the inside, a vision that you've yet to experience. You've been standing on words that have yet to come to pass. Don't stop believing in the power of you. Because if you trust yourself now, I guarantee you, you'll thank yourself later. If you pursue your goals and your dreams, I guarantee you, your life will never be the same. 
Well, thank you, David. It yes, has sir. been a distinct pleasure to speak with you and have Absolutely. this conversation to introduce to many uh, this brother and this young man who is making a positive impact in the lives of so many people. Once again, thank you, David, for this time. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. I've been speaking with David Gibson, and he is founder of an organization entitled Elevation is a Must. Again, when you say that, you have to do something with it at elevationisamust.com. Visit that now. Go to his Facebook page. Connect with him. However you may find the opportunity, whether it's on the social media channels or his website, and I know you'll be blessed and encouraged by what he has to offer. Again, thank you for tuning in to Conversations in Focus. We always want to bring people who are making a difference, making positive impact in community. Now, I trust you'll continue to subscribe to the podcast, share with other people. You have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you.